Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorization number TP slash 01005. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Joined by Andrew Gordy, a long-time panellist for uh, for us here on SENZ, of course, of News Hub fame. And uh, a very warm welcome to Jordan Offit this morning from uh, TVNZ in Christchurch. And Jordan, can we start with you, please? Thanks for joining us, giving us some of your time. Cup week, cup week down in Christchurch, uh, we're led to believe is still very much in the balance. We spoke to Tim Mills at Canterbury Racing yesterday. He said he can leave it as late as the first week in November to, to make a decision on uh, crowds, etc., uh, it's really important, is it, down there, that, that, that this fires up? Yeah, good morning, Sophie. Thanks for having me. And good morning, Gordy, as well. Yeah, so we're waiting on that October 19 D-Day, uh, which has kind of been enough said that they need to make a decision by. But I think, look, it's pretty unlikely it's going to go ahead at full scale, which is a huge shame for not only those on the track, but all of us off it. It's the biggest week, you know, on the social calendar down here. I think it brings in around $30 million or something crazy like that into the economy. Um, and like, look, I don't know anyone that hasn't booked leave for the week off. You know, everyone makes a real week of it. It's Canterbury anniversary here on the Friday, so that's show day. It's a huge week, and I think the fact it might not go ahead in the traditional sense is not only a tough pill, you know, for the organisers to swallow, but also the public too, because we haven't had a case here in a long time. I think you mentioned yesterday, Smithy, over a hundred and something days. Um, you know, like I think it's a real shame we're not already at level one. And I think while people can understand why, it's just a tough one. And I think it's naive to think that at some point we won't get a COVID case here. But like, how good would it have been for the government to come out and say, look, let's give these vaccine passports a go at this event. It's been going on for donkey's years. It's on the calendar every year. You know, double vax, you can get in. You know, no vaccine, no go. I don't know, something like that might have been able to float. I, I, look, I'm, I'm with you, Jordan. It's actually closer to 300 days than 100 days since you've had a case down there. It's absolutely staggering. Uh, I, I can't imagine anywhere else in the world uh, which had a clean sheet for that long being ignored for that long, but that's just me. Andrew Gordy, you, of course, uh, have a background at Cup Week because uh, as a youngster, you'd have gone along there stone-cold sober and left in a hell of a mess. Um, your memories and, and your importance to, uh, of Cup Week uh, in Christchurch. Yeah, morning, Smithy, and morning to you, Jordan. Um, yeah, look, oh, Smithy, I, I can absolutely remember um, every single one of my um, Cup Day experiences, you know, from start to finish, um, you know, just really crystal clear memories of uh, every single aspect <laughs> of it. Um, it. It is it is really sad, and I, and I think, um, just to follow up on your point there, uh, I feel so sorry for the people of Christchurch around this in particular, because, and, and to be perfectly honest, the entire South Island, like, 
COVID has really, by and large, been an Auckland problem. And Aucklanders have obviously done it very tough, um, especially in, in recent months. And the fact that a, 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 an iconic event like, like Cup Day, Cup Week, um, is not going to be able to go ahead at full capacity just seems so, so desperately unfair and, and almost irrational. Um, and, and I totally agree. I mean, this idea of vaccine passports, I think, is absolutely um, outstanding. It's something that has to, has to go ahead in, in society, um, not just in New Zealand, but right across the world. And I totally agree. Like this would have been an ideal starting point for for the COVID, um, you know, vaccine passport. I suppose um, if you are double vaxxed, you can get in. And Smithy, I've got to say, I'll be absolutely gutted because um, you, you may know that um, Kate and, and the mother-in-law will we'll be racing um, at, at Rickerton uh, during Cup Week on the on the Wednesday, and uh, we'll be gutted if we can't go down and, and see him race. And yeah, it'll be we were down there last year. Uh, to watch him race. Mm. So, yeah, it'll be pretty disappointing if we can't see him this time around. I would imagine there might be an onus clause, though, for you important people that can afford a horse of that nature too, George, <laughs> I, I, would, I would think. <laughs> and, and, of course, be, do, being, do me a favour, <laughs> And being in the media, of course, Gords, as well, you're an essential servant. So uh, you've got about five reasons to be down there. We might have to pull some levers, Maria, I think, for that to happen. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. You might want to pull some levers gourds on the ashes because uh, that's coming to a critical point, isn't it? I, I, I can't quite believe this story. Need to come on this for, for a couple of reasons. Um, well, well, first thing, I, I will, will say this. I do think the ashes will go ahead. And in fact, some of the, some of the noise you're sort of hearing out of the UK this morning, uh, people like Michael Vaughan, uh, who will be obviously pretty close to the situation and close to how the players are feeling about this, he's, he's tweeted indicating that he thinks the Ashes will, will go ahead and that most of the players will be, um, most of the first-choice players, I should say, will be available for it. Um, but look, let's face it, cricket, cricket is one of those sports, I think, that has been, um, COVID has been particularly brutal on, on cricket, I think, because... I mean, just look at the Black Caps at the moment. These guys are overseas for extended periods, bubble life, back-to-back bubbles, quarantine. Like, it, is, it is particularly rough, I think, on cricketers. Um, but let's face it, like, players from around the world have been doing this um, for, for months and, and you know, year, almost years now. Um, I think it would be kind of ridiculous if the English team didn't sign up to doing this in Australia, which is the country which has proven that they can do this. I mean, they've been doing it for the NRL. They've done it for the Rugby Championship. What, why shouldn't England's cricketers go down under it and be able to do this? And really, it's up to the organisers to come up with a way to be able to get families in there so that, um, so that they can make it as, as easy as possible or, or, I suppose, as livable as possible. But this thing's got to go ahead, surely. Yeah, surely. Uh, Jordan, please stay with us and to uh, you too, Gords. When we come back after the news, Jordan, I'd really like to talk to you too uh, about the cricket, but also uh, the Farah Palmer Cup because I understand you are running a very close eye over the Canterbury preparations. So we'll be back shortly. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Andrew Gordy and Jordan Oppert are joining us this morning on the panel. Jordan based down there in Christchurch and I understand that you may or may not have popped along to uh, training for the Canterbury women's team, FPC final, Farah Palmer Cup final coming up this weekend without a lot of stars, though. 
Yeah, I was there last night, Smithy, and let me tell you, they're absolutely fizzing. You could have he- heard their speakers from the Port Hills, I reckon. It was a uh, full noise down there. Look, this is a side that has, you know, no shortage of finals expe- uh, experience, their full-time defending champs. And I know they don't have those black ferns this weekend, and that's a real bummer for both sides. But there's a word called depth that gets bandied around a bit. You might have, might have heard of it. <laughs> Canterbury has stacks of it. You know, they have Grace Steinmetz, Georgia Miller, Lucy Jenkins. The other thing they have is culture, and I believe theirs is second to none. You know, you hear down there last night, as I said, the music was pumping. They were smashing plates or something in the, in the um, like, the <laughs> ching before they came out. Um, you know, the, the more experienced players were there nurturing the young ones, the respect they have for their coach, Blair Baxter, and vice versa. There's a real uh, professional banter about the team. Um, but you could argue why, Kato, you know, they'll be in the same boat. They're effectively in a, tri- in a camp week long in Cambridge this weekend. So that's a real, t- uh, this week rather, because of COVID. So that's a real chance to bond as well. So yes, it would have been great to see those Blackburns in there. And I think it's a real shame we're not going to. But it's a great opportunity for some of these younger players who are up and comers to step up into the fold. And I think we'll have a really exciting game at Rugby Park on Saturday. Uh, can I just change subjects, but not necessarily um, up-and-comers? Uh, Reese Walsh has been dished out to um, his fine, etc. What did you make of that whole thing? And his fine seems to be a little more harsh than perhaps uh, those of the Storm players who are much more experienced and perhaps should have known better for longer. Yeah, so as far as I can tell, Smitty, or as far as I can see, it, it looks like Reese has been given... Uh, a, a ban, or so his, his ban in terms of suspension is, is harsher, but that's the financial fines for the for the Storm players, in particular for Munster and Smith, are a little harsher. And I suppose the only thing I can kind of read into that is, is maybe the the fines are, are like taken as a percentage of their salary or something like that. Um, maybe that's got something to do with it, I'm not sure. But it is, does seem a little bit stiff on Reese Walsh that and I do wonder what sort of example this sets, that he is the one who fronted up on his own free will and, and was accountable, showed some, um, yeah, showed some accountability, I suppose, and admitted what had happened, um, admitted that he'd been caught with cocaine. And yet, yesterday, you've got these guys fronting up and clearly under duress, reading from statements, um, and, and the fuss that surrounded... Um, their inability to explain what was on the table, and it's all pretty obvious to everyone um, who, who can see this. Um, and and they, they get away with a, a lesser, lesser suspension. Um, I thought that was a bit rough, to be perfectly honest, and I'm not really sure what sort of example, like I say, the NRL are trying to set um, with the fines and suspensions that they lay out there. Uh, Jordan, I just wonder this weekend, the Silver Ferns have named their uh, squad this morning. Uh, for this series uh, against the men, the Aotearoa men's team. Uh, how do you feel about that series? Does it, uh, does it interest you greatly, or uh, particularly on the back of uh, that series uh, against uh, the English Rose that you would have been down there for? Yeah, look, I think this one is crucial, really. I mean, we saw what happened against the Roses. They were unprepared. They had 72 hours to get ready for that. Uh, series, and then as a result of that, we saw you know three pretty serious injuries at the time. I mean, it's great to see that Gina and Tiana will be back this week, but those are injuries. They're abductor strains. They come around from just not being you know prepared, not being ready for it. So they really need this time together at the very least. This training camp 
you know, for the next four days in the capital heading into that series against the men. And I think it's a chance as well to test some of these combinations because, you know, like the likes of Grace Nowicki, she's, she's brilliant, but she came on against the Roses and I think really struggled. And so that won't be good for her confidence. They need to get that back up. Of course, they're leading into a World Cup and Commonwealth Games here. The longer we go on, the bloody COVID, I don't think they'll be getting this Constellation Cup um, you know, in the bag either. So they really need to lap up any netball that they can. And, you know, this men's side's great as well. Um, and, and even better, you know, uh, not this is not a plug by any means, but it's free to wear on, on tally as well. So we can watch these, you know, these spectacles. And I, I think, yeah, we do need to see these ferns really ramp up now and really test, you know, the strengths and, you know, find out where these weaknesses are and really gel together as a squad because they haven't had a lot of that this year. Okay, just uh, finally for you, uh, Jordan, too, I'd, I'd really like to know um, how do you feel about Sam Kane playing for King Country against Whanganui this weekend? Look, I'm absolutely stoked. I know the Kane personally, um, maybe so. Yeah, I'm absolutely sizzling. I visited Sister Leah and I said, oh, my God, back to Heartland Rugby, and she, yeah, she was pumped as well. I'm stoked for him. Um, you know, he's had a real tough grind in the last, you know, six months with that injury. And I guess right now he'd love to be overseas, but he, he can't. And if this is the best he's got, well, what a hit out. You know, how cool as well to be chucking on this, uh, the same jersey that Sir Colin Meads once wore. I think it'll be, yeah, I think it'll be great. And um, I just hope he goes well. I really hope he does. And it's such a character team as well. What we were saying last night, they've got forestry workers, builders, you know, a whole, a whole bunch of people. And how cool to have you know, the All Blacks captain jumping in. Good God, I didn't realise you were that well connected. We're going to ring you every morning. Oh, God, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know if you want me. I think it's desperate times today, isn't it? I heard you. I heard no, you hell no. The bottom of the barrel. <laughs> hell no. Hell no, we won't be at all. <laughs> You're on our list, girl. Don't you worry about that. Thank you so much. Gords, uh, you'll be hot-footing it down to Owen Delaney Park, I'm sure, to cover this big one. Mate, it's going to be huge, isn't it? And, and like, what a what a brilliant story! Like an All Blacks captain playing Heartland Rugby. It's just it's just perfect. And and like, good on good on them for organising this because it, it's so much better than Sam turning out the Bay of Plenty, right? I mean that that that's great in itself. But playing Heartland Championship Rugby, and like you say, Jordan, like all the all the stories around that. Um, you know, his teammates will just be like. What the hell is going on here? <laughs> it's such a cool experience for them. And it's similar to what we saw with Dan Carter, right? When he went when he went back to play mm. Southbridge. It's just a, such a, a cool experience, um, and a cool spectacle as well. Uh, experience great experience for the players, a great spectacle for the fans and yeah, like like say, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing him uh, pull on the jumper and I'm sure some of the opposition players will will be uh, maybe eyeing him up as well. Okay. Uh, thanks very much, you two. Jordan, out- absolutely outstanding debut. Uh, really um, one of the best we've had. Uh, and Gordy, as always, Andrew Gordy, uh, quality, absolute quality uh, for us here on the panel.